Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. I'm not going to speak long at all because I want to dedicate this time for just what we're here for, and it's for our children. And uh, I'm going to talk about the importance of why we are dedicating our kids before the Lord. And somebody will say, oh, you know, it's the same thing as water baptism when we were babies. And people have different perspective on that. I love when there's a desire, even if, you know, um, in other churches where they do it, like, you know, they dedicate or do water baptism for children. You know what? Hey, they're dedicating their life. There's an intention of wanting to bring that before the Lord. Uh, I, I love that because these people are on the right track. I do believe they're on the right track. But there comes a moment where they have to grow up and, you know, eventually later and make that decision for themselves us dedicating them early on does not save them okay and i'm going to talk about that real quick all right so first why um we dedicated our children belong to god and it's only appropriate for that we dedicate our children back to god because he has given us this life amen psalms 127:3 says behold children are a heritage from the lord the fruit of the womb a reward Man, that's amazing. Um, as children, uh, as Christians, we are called to recognize that children belong first and foremost to God. Uh, they are given to us as gifts to parents. Parents not only have this responsibility of carrying this gift, but they also have a privilege of enjoying the gift. I understand when some people look at, you know, parents, young parents like me. Uh, we got our fourth, uh, two boys, two girls, and our fourth is... Uh, three months right now and and some people will say how do you do it you know it looks more of like just continuous stress let me just say this there's some kind of supernatural grace that just God gives you through this process uh, it's amazing I don't even remember how quickly and I look back at Ryan Alita and here we are just how quickly they're growing and I'm telling you you'll wake up a couple of two three times at night sometimes and then you wake up still refreshed there's just some kind of strength and then you get to enjoy coffee a lot more when you're older it actually makes more sense when you become a parent so uh shout out lord thank you for creating coffee and but it's just amazing gift and some people you'll hear them how they talk about their kids and i remember pastor mark a few times mentioned it before he saw somebody at the store and he's like get over here you little devil um I strongly discourage that because if you want, you know, faith comes from hearing, okay? So early on, early on, we're speaking life to them, right? Because children are little sponges. They'll hear everything, okay? And so I want to just read real quick. Proverbs, watch this, 1821 says, Death and life are in the power of a tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. That's powerful. This should be for every parent written somewhere, right across the room or something, because to understand that our words have so much power. Amen? I mean, if, you, if you're going to grow up, and I'll be honest, there have been times, I'm not going to pretend like everything's pretty. I've had a stressful day at work or something like that, and, you know, I come in, and I'm just, like, frustrated. What's this bike over here? What's this? All the start cleaning up, and I don't even, like, get in the right mood of understanding, like, wow, I get to come home. And see my children. <laughs> so early on, I began to understand the first thing is to be able to see them as already a gift. And I feel like after my, our car accident, this recent one, a few weeks ago, I get to look life differently. 
when you experience in your death situation, you get to have a different perspective of everybody. I want to hug everybody. And I, you know, I told the youth, I'm like, I don't care how you guys respond. I'm going to hug you guys, even from the side, however you want it. You can be all awkward with me, but I'm like, I love you guys. And we had such an incredible time talking about life. We had an incredible time talking about children's dedication. They got to write letters for themselves, or I should say for the children. And I told them this last Friday, I said, hey, why don't you write letters? Um, what you would do or, uh, or what to avoid. And I love that. Their general theme was like, be yourself. I was thinking of, <laughs> like, it's awesome. Because um, the world's trying to change you, you know. And that's the thing. And I love that. It was so profound. That was a general theme over every letter. It was so amazing. I was thinking of having a shirt made, <laughs> Whitefield's Youth, be yourself. <laughs> so, but children, our youth, they hear early on. Early on in their ears, they hear everything. And they, they're like little sponges. You'll say something. You'll cut somebody off. And you're like, you'll you know, drop a word that you probably shouldn't. Uh, there's even in that good country song that says, you know, I am watching you. Yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> take a look. It's a very powerful country song. But um, somebody cuts off a guy, and next thing you know, he's, you know, said a word, and next thing you know, the child's repeating that word. So again, death and life are in the power of tongue. You have that authority. And early on, the first voice that they hear from the womb to when they're first born they're hearing this, okay? So death and life are in the power of a tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Man. So Psalms 139, verse 13 through 16, talking about how God knew us before we were, in, uh, you know, just born. For you formed me, formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your kid, uh, are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in a secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. So, I mean, before even they were coming to life, God already had us in mind, and that always encourages me. I don't care, you know, even at my age, whenever I read this, I just, I have this flashback into my life and everything that I went through and all this stuff that I couldn't figure out and all those things and incidents that I've been and all the heartbreaks and everything, and I'm staying, standing here. I'm like, Lord, you knew everything in advance, and it's amazing that you had me in mind. The four principles that are seen in this psalm, and I'll give it to you real quick. So the God, number one, God is the author of life, okay? Number two, God knows each child before we do, right? Yeah. God knows each child from the moment of conception, but Jeremiah even goes further. Jeremiah 1.5, what I quoted in the beginning in prayer, said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet of the nation. So even then... God was already setting apart. Just says how much God is involved. It's beyond just what we see of this. Oh, wow, child. And I believe even those, say, unexpected pregnancies, I, I, don't do, I do not, I believe even despite of everything, because God is so sovereign. He works through everything. But I do believe the, God already sees everything in advance. He knows that these people can be life changers. That's why whenever I talk to people, uh, people that, you know, for example, are like okay with abortion and things like that, 
I, I challenged him, and I, and I say that with loving way. I do believe even if people, uh, if you know of anybody that have experienced abortions, there's healing power for them, and we love them. And there's no better place than like church of a living God where they can come and receive the love of God. Amen? Yeah. So check this out. So number four point that's pointed out in this passage says God is involved in our creation. Again, God is the author of life. God knows each child before we do. God knows each child before we even born. And the fourth point is God is involved in our creation. So that's just all straight from Psalms, right? And then um, point number two that I wanted to make. The dedication of our children is taught in the Bible. And I want to use an example. One of the popular ones is in 1 Samuel. Uh, when Hannah presented her son Samuel to the Lord, right? I want to read this passage together. When her husband Elkanah went up with all his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord. She's making a declaration saying, before even the child is here, and he will live there always. Verse 23, <clears throat> do what seems best to you, her husband Elkanah told her. Stay here until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. He's like, all right, if you say so, as long as the Lord comes through for us. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she has weaned him. After he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old three -old bull and an ephah of the flower of the skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at, at Shiloh. Verse 25, when the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli. And she said to him, pardon me, my Lord, I surely, as surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. So what a profound moment. And we obviously know, uh, I talked about a few times before, that before even, I think it's just profound, the fact that before even the child is there, she's like, she's already making a commitment before the Lord says, Lord, if you give him this child, he will serve you. And then also what I've talked about before is previously is that it says the word of the Lord was rare during that time, right? So here he is, he's born, he's in the temple, working alongside Eli, just doing this daily task, whatever, helping. And next thing you know, like a few chapters later, we're reading, it says the word of Samuel went to all of Israel. It wasn't said the word of the Lord. I mean, it's the word of the Lord was speaking through Samuel. But think how profound that is, right? That started with the mother praying in advance. Did she see all of that in advance? I don't know. Probably not. But what she knew was that she could entrust into the Lord's hands. And that's why, parents, when you are praying over your children, it is profound. It's not a coincidence. It's not an accident Say, well, hope they don't turn out like me. Well, I mean, if that's your prayer, as long as you're praying, it's good for you. <laughs> Do that. But when you, at early age, before they even have maybe make their own decisions, stuff like that, but when you are already saying, Lord, they belong to you, it's about your heart. God sees your heart, right, that you're presenting the child. It's the same thing. If you think about it right in the New Testament, when they broke the roof from the top, those friends that brought the ill man before the Lord, what did, what, what did Jesus say? He said, and God saw their faith. Amen? Their faith. 
And it's because of them they're healed. So I can say the same thing is because of you, moms, because of you, dad, at the early age, when you speak life to them, is because of your words. God will honor that. And whether they'll make the decisions or not, they're going to weave and learn and stuff like that through life. But they will hold on to something that is so profound because it started early. Amen? So that's amazing. Um, and in Luke chapter 2.22, this is when we see Mary and Joseph um, coming together. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him, Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Even, even then, right? He's a son of God. And they knew that. <laughs> they were aware. But they still presented him before the Lord. It's so powerful. And there's something, there's a, there's a thread, there's a theme that's going on when we are doing something early on. Amen? So, in the same way, we present our children before the Lord, right? Presenting first themselves, ourselves, we as parents, and then our children before God. And then the next question that people ask, is dedicating our children considered baptism or salvation? I've mentioned that in the beginning. Uh, the dedication of our children is not a baptism, not a sacrament of the church. Uh, rather, as parents um, who God entrusted us, these children, we're demonstrating our commitment to the Lord, okay? So you're committing to do everything as God gives you wisdom and say, Lord, I don't know how to figure it out. I don't know how to raise children in this time. I mean, the, the technology, the TikTok, the, the, the influence, every little app. I mean, it's just there's so much dirt in them and there's so much stuff and it's just opening up their doors to... Uh, psychic readings, all sorts of just stuff that is only found in God because we, we don't need no psychic readings. We got God. We have, we have a prophetic words that are being spoken. That is life coming straight from the throne of God. And I, I believe this family, um, parents, I just feel that from the strongly from the Lord, I would say that it's because we took out the supernatural aspect of it. And children are craving supernatural, but God heals. God restores God does miracles today, amen? And so when they're not experiencing life in church, they're going to seek that. If there is no life, right? That's why we lay our hands on children. That's why we pray for healing and miracles and stuff like that. God is powerful. He has that. And when the church is setting that apart and saying, nah, it's not for our times, guess what? Then children are like, well, we're just here for a good fellowship, hour and a half. I just challenge all of us parents not to be a 90-minute Christians. You know, you're, you're here in the church and just in and out, love the fellowship and stuff like that. I want you to think a little bit deeper that God entrusted you, these amazing children, and what they can become is beyond our understanding. Again, Hannah, did she saw that that was going to happen? Uh, probably not. And he becomes the prophet, and he becomes uh, just a voice, and he's continuous there for so many years. It's amazing. So... Uh, this setting apart is an act by parents. Again, I want to say that it's not we're like we're going to do this special prayer and like, oh, it's about them. No, it's your act as parents. Amen. So it's our powerful declaration and acknowledgement of our stewardship before God. And lastly, the dedication ceremony is not a salvation of your children, but it's a public, again, expression, the fact that they belong to God. Okay. They belong to God. And we say, Lord, we don't know how to do this. You can. You can be, we can be educated. Remember I've said before, uh, it would be great. I wish I could write a book before I became a parent. <laughs> you know, because, you know, people got to figure it out. And I've read a book before, and they have these diagrams and everything. And, and, you know, right now, if I'd be writing a book, it would just be filled with 
prayer emojis. Nothing else. <laughs> how to teach my child. <laughs> how to teach him about giving. How to teach him not to be selfish. How to teach him how to drive. How to teach him about relationships. How to teach him about sex when they grow up. Just things like that, you know. I'm telling you, God is setting this up for this day because yesterday I was hanging out with Alita and we talked for 30 minutes. Like this was already 11.30 and we talked about every subject, about how the kids are born and stuff like that. She just, what are you going to say, no? And I could see I prayed about it th thoughtfully and she was sincerely asking me questions. We talked about, you know, why the homosexuality is wrong. That is not of God. But God wants to save people, all of them, including these people that grew up not in the perfect example and stuff like that. And we talked about God's order of things. I'm telling you guys, children are so beyond. I mean, my, my daughter is five and she's already understanding and she's talking about, well, what about some kids say this and some kids say that? I think this is a powerful opportunity for you to be able to pray. Don't be afraid. If you're afraid to tell them the truth now, guess what the world's going to teach them? Beat them to the punch, okay? Teach them early. I promise you that this is better that they learn from you rather than from internet and from their friends that have really broken families. So, but at the same time, I talked about God's grace and healing and salvation. I said, sweetheart, guess what? Any of those people that grew up in broken homes, whether, you know, they, and they chose the different lifestyle and it's not godly lifestyle. I'm like, we're supposed to love and pray for them and show them the love of Christ. So it was, it was perfect. We got to incorporate everything in it, you know. And she's like, yes, I will continue to pray for everybody. And it's very awesome, awesome. I'm just letting you know, it, this is just my experience with my child. You have your way with children, and there's no right way if you want to say it because you can read so many tons of books. And I encourage you. There's a lot of good books. But most importantly is that they belong to God, that you tell them that he's the center of life. I promise you this is the greatest source of information they'll have moving forward. And I really am focused this year and moving forward as a church. I said, guys, we're investing into our youth. We're going to be able to pray with them, get them plugged in. Not just, I'm like, I said, guys, I don't want us to come and just eat pizza and kick back and laugh and play games. Those are all great. We will. But I want you guys to grow in the Lord and to understand that you can avoid all those mistakes that a lot of teenagers make. And I'm like, why? I'm like, there's some teens that are already going to jail. They're waiting until they're 18 so they can prosecute them at the higher state. I'm like, why? They don't need to do those mistakes, right? I'm like, I don't, the best thing is to do is you'll learn from other people's mistakes so you can avoid doing them themselves. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.